It's my turn. Welcome back to the Network Marketing Mastery Podcast, episode number three. We are excited for this episode. I think I'm the most excited about this episode. Absolutely. Uh, And that's saying a lot because we've already recorded two. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, our first episode, we kind of talked about like where we're at now. You know, we've achieved these massive results in our company. We've made millions of dollars in commissions, built a team of hundreds of thousands of people. But to use the cliche, it wasn't always that way. (laughs) Seriously. And it's funny, every time we tell our initial, like our first year of business story, people just get a rut. They just think it's hilarious and crazy and insane. That we kept going and we were, yeah. So I just want to preface this episode by saying that in no way are we saying that your journey is going to be this hard, but we do want to say that sacrifices will be required. And, uh, and we, we made a lot, uh, especially that first year, things were pretty intense in part by our own choice. Yeah. Like I said, last episode, I feel like the reason why it was hard in a lot of ways was we chose hard. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. So let's just, let's just do that. Let's start here. We, in our first, in our first month in business, Shante, as you learned in the last episode, had been using the products for a while. So she was mm-hmm. super passionate already that the products got results because she had been using them for over a year with our company. A year and a half. A year and a half. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. And so she knew, and she initially started sharing like crazy. It took me like two weeks of being the skeptical husband and just researching, researching like crazy, tearing apart, watching a ton of videos, uh, trying to get as much information and conversations with other leaders as I could to validate and feel good about it. But once I did, you were all in. I was all in. Yeah. And we have really built this business together from day one. Uh, when we first started, I believed and just knew that I was going to be a diamond in our yeah. company. Six figure income level within a year. I was just so pumped. I was excited. I was passionate, right? And my upline was like, "Yeah, the average person, you know, hits it in about a year." And that was like those results. And our company had only been around for like four or five years at that point. So, like, once your company's been around for thirty years, the average becomes more realistic. Yeah. (laughs) And so, in my brain, I was like, "Yeah, okay, average a year, totally, I can do that, right?" In our first month, we hit, you know, a decent rank. Yeah, like, like a, it's like our core rank, you know, 3000 yeah. in volume in a single month. You know, you're making about $300 a month at that rank. So we hit the races. We were excited. We were doing classes. And we made more. We probably made like $500 because we were personally enrolling a lot of people. Yeah. We were recruiting a lot of people. Totally. But then we just went into like a little bit of stagnation. Yeah. And um, what was so interesting was about... Was it five months in? Uh, Yeah, four, maybe four months in. When we were newly married, so we decided we wanted to go on this adventure. We heard that there was going to be what's called a founder's opportunity in Hong Kong. Our company was opening the market. Yeah. Shantae speaks Mandarin. Totally. So it just like made sense in our young 22-year-old brains to like And they speak English. A lot of people there. So I was like, okay, I can help and contribute as well. Yeah. And we had a contact. We had one contact. One contact. Who I had never met before. 
But she was super sweet when we reached out to her and she was like, yeah, yeah I'll totally help you. And we were like, she's going to be a diamond, be a builder. you know, <laughs> which she was actually, she became a builder, which yeah. is awesome. To, uh, that was meeting her and, and building the relationship that we built with her was, was the good thing about that experience, you know, as far as our business, as far as our business goes. But I wanted to say it that way because anytime we share this story with people, we are like, Hey, this is not the way, right? Like if you ever want to build internationally, start where you are, start locally, build with the people that you know, the people that trust you, and it will naturally grow over time. Most of our international business has grown that type of building right and and to preface this like also build according to your desires and your dreams right like we have some we have a lot of people on our team that have zero intention of ever building outside of the united states we always had a hundred percent intention of building a massive global team across different cultures and that was that was one of our driving reasons for wanting this business model yeah True. Because we didn't have to set up all the logistics to have this global adventure team business building Thanks. amazingness. Totally. Right? So, so we decided to move to Hong Kong. We went to Hong Kong. And and we to preface for those first four months, we were hitting that same rank of like, you know, three hundred dollars a month. So enough to for you to be like, okay, this is this could turn into something, especially when you're 22 years old. But not enough to live on. Like we were living on our savings. And actually, before we left, we started donating plasma to pay, donating our blood. You can donate your blood in the US for those of you listeners that are in countries where that's not allowed. And you make money. You make like 50, I think that back then it was like 40 or 50 dollars per time. And they have a limit on how many times you can go per month. And we were maxing out that limit. Like we were like Both walking as vampires on the streets. You know, drain of blood. I was tempted so many times to lie and say like, oh, no, I only did it three times so far this month, you know, (laughs) but they keep track. So anyway, that was one initial sacrifice. Yeah. And uh, but we did. We always committed to doing our monthly auto ship like that auto ship. I think I said LRP. That's what we call it in our company. But that auto ship was a non-negotiable commitment. 100%. That we were going to figure out no matter what. And so, and we, we've worked our business in a lot of countries where, you know, doing an auto ship is a real sacrifice, yes. like way more than in the United States. Like you have to be reselling product for you to maintain uh, any auto ship in any company because in some of, like, of these countries. The ratio of that to their, to their income, income is really big. Yeah. And we've had massive success in these markets. Um, so you can make it work and that's for a different episode, but it, to me, that's been proof of like commitment, right? So anytime people say to me in the US, they're like, oh, auto ship, it's such a, like, that's such a burden to have a commitment. I'm like, what are you talking about? You are getting like a multi, at least a multi million dollar business, in our case, a billion dollar company's infrastructure for $100 a month. Like, shut up. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just do whatever it takes. Sell what you need to sell, donate what you got to donate. Uh, I slapped my arm for those of you who are listening. Okay. So there we were. Yeah. So we went to Hong Kong. We're super excited. We're just like ready to do it. Right. And Hong Kong is the most expensive city. One of the most in the world. Maybe it's not the most. We researched apartments before we left. Yeah. And we were like flabbergasted by the prices, but the pictures looked decent. Yeah. So we're like, okay, we can do this. 
Come to find out. None of the pictures were accurate. Yoma D is not. That, th- those little apartments that they show online are not what you are going to get. <laughs> yeah. And so we actually, we had two different apartments that we went, like, what do you call it? Like, um, got Maybe under contract too. with yeah. and then got out of the contract to move into a different place yeah. um, before we finally landed into a oh. nice. Guys, nice and, and they were, they were filthy. Like. Filthy. Like imagine walking into a bathroom, a teeny bathroom, you know, and there's just like a pipe sticking out of the wall for a shower. It wasn't, pipe, but, yeah. but like where you're literally afraid to touch the walls of the bathroom because it's just so grimy and gross. Yeah. I remember Matt spent like, and I'm a big guy. Like if you look at me on you, if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see I'm like double her size. She's five, two, I'm six, two. But I remember he spent hours and hours scrubbing that bathroom. Oh my gosh. The third, the third apartment that we finally stayed in. Yeah. Um, and still it was disgusting. It was like, so bad. And um, so this third apartment that we finally like settled into is so hilarious because literally what we ended up with was we were sharing an apartment with someone who was running out just one small room. And we were allowed to use the bathroom and we were allowed to use the kitchen. But we just had one tiny room. And honestly, to say room is super generous. Yeah. It was basically a closet yeah, and those. it could fit one tiny bunk. But I don't know how they got the bunk in the, bunk the room. Bed, like they, they built, it, built in it inside space. the room yeah. because you had to shimmy into the door and like <laughs> wiggle your way. You didn't see Matt if you're listening to the podcast, but literally wiggle and shimmy your way like in between the wall and the bunk bed to get in. And we would, we basically stored our suitcases on the bottom bunk and we slept together because we were newlyweds on the top bunk together, just sharing this twin bed, tiny twin bed. And that was our time. Like we and we loved there. it. And we loved it. Like at that phase, you know, you, I mean, we, at least we weren't really that worried about comfort. We wanted decent comfort. Like we didn't want to, be but, there. but we were, we were going to Hong Kong for adventure to build our our network marketing business and to have an adventure together as a couple. So it was perfect. But most people, like if they could see what we lived, they would, yeah, they would just be like, I would never ever do that. Yeah, totally. Which is interesting when in a lot of times in our profession, people, people, you know, especially cold market people, they ask like, Oh, well, how are you doing? Right. So we're there in Hong Kong. We couldn't invite anybody over to where we were staying. And so (laughs) all of our presentations had to happen, you know, in other places. Uh, And there was no, I mean, nobody was building. uh, We were using, we were using social media, but nobody was using like Zoom uh, at that, at that stage, right? This was 2012. And it, I mean, maybe a little bit Skype, but not much. Yeah. Not big groups. So we were attending meetup groups to meet people and socialize. And and as we were building these relationships with people, we would offer to meet with them and teach them. Yeah. And usually we'd, usually we'd go to a coffee shop. And guys, we were at pretty, pretty quickly. We ran out of money. We were just going through our savings. Yeah. And we had bought the return flight. So we knew that we were okay to get home. It was just like, we need to get through this six months. And so... Anytime we'd sit down with someone uh, in a coffee shop to show them the plan, right? To talk to them about our products or our company, we would always want to offer them something to eat. 
And because it's polite and kind, right? To offer yeah. someone something. Yeah. And so we we looked at the menu and we figured out that the muffins were the cheapest thing on the menu. So we would always, when we first sat down, we would say, hey, do you want us to get you anything? Can we get you anything? The muffins are amazing. And we'd start to sell them on the muffins <laughs> before we sold them on our opportunity because we wanted them to pick the cheapest thing on the menu for us to pay for it. afford anything else on the menu, really. like. And we were going to these coffee shops like two or three times a day yeah. sometimes. But we'd secretly be praying, like, just, just say no thank you. Just because... say no thank you. And a lot of times they did. Or they said, oh, I'll cover it. Yeah, because we we really believe, like, if they accept the muffin then we won't be like eating as well tonight you know it'll be harder which like let this be a lesson in transparency like we didn't have to do that no we could have just been up front with people and said listen we don't like let's just let's just split the check you buy what you want and we'll buy what we want like that's the normal thing to do <laughs> that's what most humans would have done uh but we had this concept of a we need to show that what we're doing is worth doing right and Understand that if you're recruiting, this was like there were a few different things like this that just kept us stuck for that first year. And if you're recruiting based off of your result, you're not you're going to drastically limit your capacity to grow. In network marketing, we are professional storytellers and and testimonial finders. And so if you can become a collector of stories and you use third-party validation like most of you are probably like, yeah, Matt, I've heard this so many times. Like we use third-party videos. We use third-party mm-hmm. tools. We use third-party stories to recruit people to use the products or the the opportunity. Um, yeah, we probably should have done that. But we were so young, naive, and didn't know what we were doing at the time. Totally. So fond memories of that. Um, at the end of that trip, we ended up totally running out of money. Well, I mean... Through all that time, we were enrolling people. We were, yeah, we signed up 50 people yeah, so during those six months. That's yeah. pretty good. Like an average of eight people a month. Mm-hmm. Totally. So growth was happening. We were There was an element of feeling like we were having some success. Um, also, the, the type of people that we were um, attracting weren't... They weren't entrepreneurial. They were entrepreneurial. Mind. Yeah. And so there was... It was more of just like building up a customer base, right? There in that in that um, season of our business, um, and not really establishing builders or like a community of business builders. Um, and we were quickly running out of money. Yeah, and and I want to I want to pause here with the story and just say this this was where we made the choice. So there's there there's the day that you join your network marketing company, and then there's the day that you commit to being all in. And they're two very different things. And I specifically remember while we were in Hong Kong and going through all of this difficulty, but knowing that it was possible. See, we, we had all the, the success stories. We had great mentors. This is where we decided that we weren't going to do our company until or to see if it would work for us, that we were committed to do it until it worked. No matter what it took, no matter how long, we were just all in. We were truly, truly committed. And I think that that decision is something that everyone should make. And like, if you're just doing your company as a hobby, then maybe not. But if you want this to be life-changing for you, then you have to at some point make that decision. 
Yeah. And there were so many times during that experience where it just didn't make sense sense. to keep going. Like, yes, we were enrolling people, but like I said before, like we weren't creating a team and we were just like, there was rejection after rejection. We were getting pitched on like other network marketing marketing companies every week. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember like we went to this one meeting and we thought we were going to be like sharing with them our opportunity. Yeah. And it turns out it was completely the opposite. They manipulated it to just get us into their company office there yeah. and try to pitch us. It was so interesting because that's that's fine, right? Like they're super passionate about what they're doing. There was nothing necessarily wrong with that. But when we left that building, I remember just thinking, what the heck are we doing here? Yeah. Like this is just like we're across the world. We're running out of money. This is hard. It's so hard. And we just looked at each other and we still had this belief. Yeah. Like we just know that it's possible and that it can work. And it was in it was in that moment specifically when we we're walking down the streets of Hong Kong when we just looked at each other like, hey, we're not allowed to quit on yeah. a bad day. Yeah. Like this is a bad day and we're going to have bad days and we're just not allowed to quit on a bad day. Right. Like yeah. if you're only allowed to quit, like when you're good day. when you're sane and, and it's a good day, then, you know, you're making a decision out of out of abundance. But um, when we made that decision, we decided, OK, we are going to do what it takes. We're going to continue to sacrifice. And we've continued to learn throughout the rest of these 10 years in our network marketing business that it does require a level of sacrifice. And I believe that season of our life when we were really struggling and we were in a foreign country trying to open a new market that really prepared us for all of the other markets that yeah. we've helped to open. That's where we truly made our millions. Yeah. Like that's, that's where it happened. If you really think about it, because that's where the decision was made. And that's like, you learn your skills through, through the failure. And so people that are, I mean, all of us, we're so scared to fail, but it's only through your, it's through your failure that you develop, that you grow. And that was the season for us of the the most personal growth. That year was, and specifically those six months while we were there was the most personal growth. We came home and our, our business very quickly grew locally with the context and people that we actually knew to a, a much, much higher level. But at the end, like we were out of money. I was at one point, I started busking well, on the streets. You went back a little early. I think we paid like $200 like fee or something for her flight to go back early. We didn't have enough to pay for mine. And so I stayed and we had already paid for our apartment. And you went back to start like working to find a job or something. Yeah, I don't remember all those details. I don't know. But we, I went home early and you were busking on the and street. And I was busking. So I spent three weeks busking on the streets. And I started to make such good money that I was like, why weren't we doing this the whole time? These, <laughs> these lovely people in Hong Kong. Like, I love you. If you're listening from Hong Kong, I just love people. Like, we want to go back and we want to build our business in Hong Kong at some point. Now, with all of the knowledge that we have, I know that we'd be build an amazing team there like we have in so many other countries. But I have such a love for people in Hong Kong because I would play in my guitar in the underpasses, you know, where there's this amazing echo. And I'm not like the best musician out there, but they would just throw money down to this, you know, little American dude, big American American dude. dude. (laughs) 
busking on the streets. So it was fun. So many amazing memories. And, no. and you're going to have to go through every one of these hardships for you to become no. a top earner. <laughs> but but that propelled us into like when we did come back and we were all in still and we had done this epic adventure and we had decided, you know what, even this being a fail with this fail, we are so committed to doing what it takes, doing what is required of us to be yeah. able to make this work. That went into deciding, you know, we're going to travel around. I, there's so many people who throughout our doTERRA or our network marketing journey um, who wanted to build a business, they weren't willing to travel or visit their teams in other states yeah. or invest money or, you know, more time, like treat it like a business. There's so many people that they want to do it, but they're not willing to invest in their team right? It can start out as just investing, being your time, yeah. but be willing to invest in your business, invest your money, invest your time, invest a little bit of traveling. If you have people that are out of the city or out of the state, I, as a pregnant woman was driving 10 hours to Colorado or, you know, 12 hours to California for, you know, a season where I was, you know, actively doing classes every single week. Yeah. You know, how many times I don't, I can't even remember how many times I, you know, drove to a place, taught a little event, slept in the car, and then drove home. Yeah. You know, which, because we didn't, because we didn't have the money really for a hotel. hotel. Totally. Uh, and sometimes if I was going to do back to back events two days in a row, I'd shower at a gas station. So it was like yeah. five bucks to shower at a gas station and go. <laughs> so I feel like one of the things that this illustrates is that, yes perseverance is required yeah but also being willing to see other possibilities and be creative right ingenuity is that what that's called like being able to see other be possibilities. Resourceful. Resourceful. it's not about the resources you have it's about your capacity to be resourceful and find resources create resources I love that. and and in our business and again that even goes back to a little bit of like my pride like i should have been more I feel like I should have been more humble and transparent at that stage of our business. I didn't need to sleep in the car. I could have slept at the house uh -huh. of the person who was hosting the event for us. Um, but I just wanted to look like we had it all together, you know? So there's a lot of lessons that I feel like we learned in those first, in that first year or two. True. There's um, so many things we could unpack. But the, we wanted to have some fun with you guys and share some of, some of the biggest sacrifices and, What's funny is that's actually that's that actually wasn't the worst year of our, of our network marketing journey. <laughs> uh, there Coming was later. there was another year that was harder in terms of the intensity of the work, the investment we put in, both emotionally and time and, and financially. The we'll risks talk about and that. the losses too. Yeah, um, but that was the foundation. That made it so that we could be, we, we became, I think, the leaders that that really, I think, our result today is a lot because of that first year. Totally. And so as you are building your business, as you are either stepping into this profession or you're deciding to continue because it it's this decision of, okay, I'm, I'm in, but am I all in? As you're making that decision, recognize that doing any type of business, being an entrepreneur is going to require you to overcome challenges. It's not going to be easy, right? It, it 
can be hard. And even if it's hard, it doesn't have to be hard. <laughs> like even if there are challenges, the way that you see it is going to make you able to overcome it and make it um, like worth it, right? So in that moment, when we were just so defeated, right? On those streets of Hong Kong, we were able to look at each other and say, we want this, right? We believe in this. Let's do this, right? It became our fuel. Like our, our the struggle became the fuel that got us, that, that helped us keep going. If we had just avoided all of that struggle, then our commitment never would have been as strong. That's so true. So embrace, embrace the struggle. And, you know, we're curious. Let us know in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube or reach out to us. And we'd love to hear what was, like, what is your equivalent of Hong Kong? Yeah, what's <laughs> you know, like, Hong Kong? Maybe it's, maybe for you, it's, it's building this business while you have three little kids running around you. Like we, we have lived that as well. Like so many, there's so many different kinds of struggles. So we get that yours are totally different. Um, but I hope you enjoyed hearing a little bit about our story of some of the sacrifices that we made early on and how it's paid off and it will pay off for you. So that's it. Anything else you want to share? What are we talking about next week for next podcast episode? We don't know yet what we're talking about next episode. We'll probably talk about the next phase of our, of our journey. We'll do a couple more episodes. I think summarizing, you know, the different phases of our business and sharing principles with you. Uh, and then we'll get into more, you know, topical training and and coaching and things that we feel like will bring you a ton of value. Totally. So subscribe. Make sure to subscribe so that you can get notified of upcoming episodes. And thank you for spending your time with us. We really honor you for the commitment that you're putting into yourself by listening to these episodes and molding your mindset. Remember that, you know, each each time that you consume content like this, you are changing inside your mind. You're molding your mind to be uh, to be that person who's going to create the success. So that's it. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye, Bye for now.